Hello, faithful listeners. This is Pastor John Cloudwater from Faith Lutheran Church here in Forest Lake, and we are so glad that you are listening online to our online podcast. Thanks for being here. Thanks for participating in worship with us as we look forward to the week ahead. A reading from Isaiah. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples, and his glory will appear over you. Nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look around. They all gather together, they come to you. Your sons shall come from far away and your daughters shall be carried on their nurses' arms. Then you shall see and be radiant. Your heart shall thrill and rejoice, because the abundance of the seas shall be brought to you. The wealth of the nations shall come to you. A multitude of camels shall cover you, the young camels of Midian and Ephah. All those from Sheba shall come. They shall bring joy and gold and frankincense, and they shall proclaim the praise of the Lord. The word of the Lord. Gospel reading from the second chapter of Matthew. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men came from the east, came to Jerusalem, asking, Where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened and all of Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler, who is to shepherd my people, Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the sign had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word, so that I also may go and pay him homage. When they heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen and its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. 
And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. The Gospel of the Lord. Grace and peace to you, dear friends in Christ. As we gather this morning, we get to do something together that we rarely do. Celebrate the festival of the Epiphany of our Lord, a day that begins an entire season of the church, which is also called Epiphany. For those of us who don't regularly think much about Epiphany or maybe have never celebrated, welcome. Let's learn about this special holiday together. And happy Epiphany, everyone. If someone says to you, I had an epiphany, it probably does not mean that they had a big party celebrating the epiphany of our Lord. For our modern sensibilities, the word means something like a moment of sudden insight. But in a churchy liturgical sense, epiphany literally means reveal. The day and the season of epiphany are about revealing God among us, about our coming to understand and to see God and the Jesus revealed in our world. First, as the infant Jesus, and continuing throughout Jesus' life and ministry. Believe it or not, in the early church, Epiphany was one of the three major feasts of the church year. Easter, Epiphany, and Pentecost. You may be surprised that Christmas isn't listed among those early major Christian holidays like it is for us today. In our Lutheran tradition here in North America, Epiphany does not usually hold a place of prominence in our celebrations. But different traditions and different cultures around the world have placed a different emphasis on this holiday and have celebrated in a variety of ways. Hmm. From camel parades to giant bonfires, king cakes to house blessings, to the religious equivalent of a polar plunge. Yes, that is a sheet of ice with a hole cut in it in the shape of a cross. Sometimes this celebration of Epiphany is focused on the Magi or the kings or on Jesus' baptism or stars and light. No matter how we celebrate Epiphany or if we just speed right past it, it is an invitation to stop and notice God revealed among us. As we learn about or possibly revisit this whole epiphany thing, I'd like to invite you into the prophet's words from Isaiah to help us grasp what this festival and what this season are all about. For the community receiving the words of the prophet Isaiah in today's reading, the revealing of God to them seemed like an impossibility. 
The sections of Isaiah preceding today's passage are doom, gloom, and despair. Saying, we wait for light, but there is only darkness. And for brightness, but we walk in gloom. The words of the prophet are marked by a yearning for light and glory to come. Yet they feel stuck in darkness and injustice all around. These people had endured incredible hardship. After living in exile in Babylon, they now have returned home. But home wasn't what it should be. Everything had changed. The city was in ruins. There was major conflict now between those who stayed in Jerusalem and those who had gone into exile and had now returned. Living conditions were extremely difficult. You might be able to relate to this after moving away from home or living abroad for a while. Coming back can be painful and disappointing. Because nothing is quite how you remember it or expect it to be. Then pile on top of all that, the layers of political conflict, families torn apart, economic hardship, oppression, and violence. And the words of Isaiah 59 express the harsh reality of life in Jerusalem. We wait for justice, but there is none for salvation, but it is far from us. And then the opening line of Isaiah 60 comes from our reading today. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Wait, what? I thought we were doing doom and gloom and despair. Theologian Dirk Lang describes this sudden shift like a thunderbolt of glory. And this, dear friends, helps us understand the core of Epiphany. God is revealed like a thunderbolt of glory exactly in the midst of our despair. In the places of desperation and yearning for another way. That may be for a community of people in miserable circumstances, like in the context of the prophet Isaiah. Or for our own sense of grief or disappointment and lethargy, now that the excitement of December holidays is behind us and the reality of cold, dark weeks lies ahead. Or, to the unexpected happenings of the clan of David in the village of Bethlehem under the occupation of Rome. This thunderbolt of glory in the wiggling, sleeping, tender face of an infant. Epiphany is a promise that God is here whether or not we notice the signs, whether or not we are expecting it or looking for it, are responding to it. God's presence is among us, whether we're paying attention or not. One of the things that captivates me about the story of the Magi in Matthew 
is how they pay attention. It is very unlikely that these men and women were Jewish or knew much about the prophecies foretelling of the coming Messiah. Yet they were paying attention to the skies and they risked much to travel to follow the star. And when they saw that the star had stopped, did you, did you notice? They were overwhelmed with joy. Overwhelmed with joy. God has been revealed among us. And when the Magi saw it, when they noticed, when they can finally recognize it, they are simply overwhelmed with joy. And so it is in the prophet Isaiah. After that thunderbolt of glory, the prophet announces, you shall see and be radiant. Your heart shall thrill and rejoice. When the people can see the glory of the Lord, when they lift up their eyes and they look around, then they will be radiant. Their hearts will thrill. Their hearts will rejoice. For me, this is breathtaking language describing this moment of connection. That instant where the community recognizes God revealed among us. When eyes are opened to an unexpected reality. In this moment of epiphany, joy Radiance, thrill. These are not manufactured responses, but almost being overcome by the Spirit of God among us, like like a thunderbolt of glory. If joy seems far from you this day, do not lose hope. Epiphany is about God's light in the darkness, revealing God's self when things seem hopeless, finding that spirit in unexpected places. Epiphany is a promise that God is here, whether or not we notice the signs. So our invitation, this epiphany, is to pause and take notice of God revealed among us. May you, dear ones, be overwhelmed by joy in noticing, in recognizing God's promised presence among us this day and always. Amen.